Welcome back, everyone. And today's episode is a freaking blockbuster. I have got Evan Carmichael, who is one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. He's got 2 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. He's got like a quarter of a million squ- uh, Twitter subscribers and followers, about uh, almost 200,000 on Instagram. This guy is a mega, mega influencer spreading incredible content about personal development and basically he's a content creator that helps people untap their human potential and really 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 get out positive messages his youtube channel features some of the most successful people in the world celebrities does little kind of case studies on their success habits their routines how they're they got to be who they were their personal stories really really well produced like i said he's one of the biggest youtubers out there and we talk about how to grow a YouTube channel, but we also talk about just kind of success in 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 general. You know, this guy's kind of like the Gary Vaynerchuk, as I say, of uh, of YouTube. Just all about that hustle, creating massive value, and just making an incredible in- impact in the world. And it's cool. Uh, we're both from Canada. Uh, he's down in New York right now as we uh, we film this. You can go watch this on my YouTube channel, uh, Quentin Carlin. Just check it out. And I've got some big, big, big things on the horizon, hence the reason why it's been a little while since I have updated a podcast episode. I've got a TEDx talk that I just booked in November and like less than a month away. Uh, I've started working with a uh, consultant company in California based in San Diego. Um, there's just so many things happening right now. And like, I'm not saying that my podcast isn't going to be my priority as it was for the last year. It's just I'm trying to find a healthy balance and still get enough uh, R&R and sleep and take care of myself the best that I can. So I apologize for the little delay on this episode being released, but it's absolutely a good one. And I'm still committed to releasing another episode about once a week. So make sure you guys subscribe to this. Share this episode out. This is literally like the biggest name I've had on here so far. Really grateful for Evan and his team for to show you how how incredibly busy this guy is, it's taken me six months to find this 30-minute window on his calendar. So we got connected about six months ago, and he's like, here's my calendar, book a time. And the first time that he had open for a 30-minute conversation was six months later. So that kind of gives you an idea of how in demand this gentleman is for good reason. So without further delay... Enjoy this conversation. Subscribe to the show. Some really, really good episodes coming out uh, following this blockbuster. And once again, Evan, once you hear this, thanks again for the time. And go ahead and follow him, Evan Carmichael, on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram. Check out his YouTube. Really, really, really great content. Enjoy the show. Awesome. Well, I'm just hit record here, so we're good to go. Um, everyone, welcome to the show. I've got Evan Carmichael. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, I guarantee just go on YouTube. He's got 2 million subscribers. He's got one of the biggest YouTube channels for personal development, entrepreneurial uh, success stories. And dude, I just really appreciate you taking the time to come on here today and share your wisdom and experience with everyone. And you're just like a machine. Like I just mentioned before, when we got on, you're just back-to-back interviews, you're probably like, I'd say Gary V might be tied with your hustle, I'd say, so. Uh, well, I mean, that's an honor to be, you know, put in that same uh, phrase, but yeah, today's, t- Thursdays are always nuts for me. We're recording this on a Thursday, 
I basically have 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes basically get to the next person early and figure out, you know, technical issues and all that. But uh, I love it, man. It doesn't feel like hustle. Like this is, I genuinely love doing this stuff and, and I'm happy to be here. And I love your, like your whole environment is wild. I love it, dude. You got, you got Jordan behind you and then a bridge. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, I live, uh, I live over here in uh, Busan, South Korea. I'm actually from Canada myself as well, from Vancouver. So I know nice. you're, you're based in, uh, you're based in Ontario though, and uh, and you're on the road right now in New York. So, um, well, that's awesome, man. No, it's 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 great to connect here, and uh, I know that we're kind of limited with time, so I just want to jump right in and just kind of go go for it and just uh, full throttle here. So um, I wanted, to, I always ask people, what what what's your biggest win and your biggest loss you've had either personally or professionally like what's something that's either rocked you hard or elevated you you know it could be either personal or business wise I just kind of like to get right raw with people and see where they're at and where they've been and what they've overcome like ever like ever like it could be like ever. it could be like your first breakup in junior high school or high school or it could be when you first hit a million subscribers on YouTube like anywhere so, you want to go listen. with it yeah, I think, I think the answer to that question is actually the same scenario. Like, I think your purpose comes from your pain. I think the thing that you struggle with the most in life becomes the thing that you want to help other people with for life. Yeah. And so whatever the darkest moment in your life is, it feels super dark, but then your purpose for the rest of your life will be to help other people who are feeling that same darkness. Wow. So it actually becomes the greatest gift. So, uh, for me, taking me back, I'm 19 years old, maybe 20. Uh, I have my first business. I'm struggling. I'm not making any money. $300 a month. Mm -hmm. um, feeling worthless as a human. Like waking up and doing the same hustle. I'm, I'm working hard, but just not getting any results. Yeah. And um, was too embarrassed and ashamed to tell my friends that I was struggling. Uh, you know, I told them I'm living the entrepreneur life and I'm hustling. I just don't have time to come out. But really, like 20 bucks for pizza and beer was too much for me. Uh, and then there was one point, the worst day of my life to your question was I, I quit on my business partner. It was a family Thanksgiving or something. And I'm talking to my partner on the phone and you know, just nothing we do was working. It was just failure after failure after failure. And we're, I'm working my face off and it's just not working. Uh, and so I quit. I, I mean, I need to feel like I'm a valuable human being somewhere that my time is like being spent on something that's getting helping somebody some way yeah and I told him that I quit and I, I then I hung up the phone and cried uh, coming out of my nose my eyes you know it's just the worst day of my life and then I woke up the next day and I said I can't quit uh, I just have to find like if I quit now I think I would feel like I would regret it because I hadn't given it everything that I've that I've you know got and so I woke up the next day and I said who, who else has done this before like I, I can't be the only guy trying to build a software company. Somebody's figured this out. Yeah. And so I looked at Bill Gates and how he started Microsoft, applied those strategies to my company, and we started growing. Within a short amount of time, I had my first deal for $13,500. And, um, you know, that may not seem like a lot of money, but to me, that was, that was money, dude. That was money. Uh, and more importantly, it was hope that, that I could, you know, keep going. Like there was, there was something to this. There was some momentum. So the worst day of my life was quitting my business partner that then led to me discovering modeling Bill Gates and what have I done for the past 20 years, model other successful entrepreneurs and then teach right. entrepreneurs how to do it, right? I mean, like my purpose for the rest of my life, that's been 20 years of that, I'm 39 years old now. Um, that's been 20 years from that one insanely painful moment. So that, that painful moment was the worst day of my life, but spawned you know, a channel with 300 million views now. So I'm grateful for it, thank you.
That's uh, that's super inspiring. And yeah, doing my research leading up to this, I, uh, I listened to a lot of your podcasts and videos and heard about your YMCA story too. When you showed up, you're doing oh, yeah. your first presentation and there's three people in the room. But like you said, you just changed those three people's lives. And from there, you just kind of continued on to making a, a huge impact and delivering value for, uh, like you said, millions and millions of people around the world now. So that's amazing. Um, and this is where it often doesn't make sense. I mean, when you first start down this path, you're you make the big decisions in life with your heart and the small ones with the head. Yeah. But, but your, cause your heart can create a new world that doesn't exist and your head only understands the practical logical one that currently exists. Right. So all progress depends on what you can create from your heart from your passion, from your love. Mm-hmm. The problem is a lot of times it doesn't make sense at the beginning cause your head and your heart are fighting each other. It doesn't make logical sense for me to keep speaking to entrepreneurs. Three people show up to a free event. Like, yeah. how does that make any sense? I ha- that's going to be your business? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? Logically, it makes zero sense. But with my heart, like, I love this. Mm. I have to find a way to keep going. I don't know how I'm going to make money doing it. But if I keep going and keep adding value, somehow I will. And that's for everybody. For people who are launching a show like you or people who are creating a YouTube channel or their own podcast or something else, at the start, it doesn't make sense. Like, at the start, you suck. At the start, you don't know how to host a show. At the start, you can't book guests. At the start, nobody's listening right. to what you're putting out. Yeah. But, then, but you love it and you keep going and then, and then it becomes a great thing. And so I think people listen to their head too much instead of their heart. No, I think that's great. And the one thing that you said that I really loved, especially in the position I'm at right now, is you mentioned how your biggest failure, your biggest challenge and something that just kind of rocked you can turn into be your biggest opportunity. And I'm actually uh, doing a TEDx talk in November about a topic about like my darkest lowest moment and i'm actually really like i went to present to the uh to the um the audition crew there and i said everything i needed to say and they were just like wow we weren't expecting that but we love it and i think that there's just something about being really vulnerable and authentic and real with people that they're really starving for that you know and when you put yourself out there people really resonate with it. And I don't know how it's going to go in November, but I'm putting myself out there in a way I've never had before. And like you said in some of your videos, like if you're not scared of doing something, you know, like you're not really growing and developing. So that's, that's kind of cool to hear that that's what really did it for you. And, and uh, hopefully I'll follow in your footsteps as well with, uh, I love it, man. And I think you will. And listen, even, even the willingness to come out and share provides a shield for other people who are just like you. Because yeah. whatever happened to you, it's like, it, it, it's easy to, oh, I'm so embarrassed by that. I can't let any, I don't want anybody to know that this happened to me, mm-hmm. that I struggled with this. And then they live in, in fear and isolation and loneliness and feeling like they're a loser. Right. right. But here you are on stage saying, hey, this happened and I'm working my way through it. Yeah. And then it makes people feel like, oh, I'm normal. Like somebody else has done it and he's working his way through. Like maybe I can too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think that these days with uh, with media, there's just so much package. Just like, and, and I watched your interview with um, with Tom from Impact Theory, uh, and mm. just that that whole kind of uh, discussion you guys had about how to really interview people and pull out, get them out of their pre-scripted story and what they always say on every podcast or every interview. And I and I really could resonate why you guys have been so successful with what you do because you do have. Um, techniques and, and patterns and ways to help people feel comfortable and share their story in an authentic way, which is why you guys have these massive channels and followings and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I made a lot of notes for moving forward with what I'm doing here as well. Um, cool. Thank you, man. 
yeah, I wanted to ask you too, as far as all of your stories, like you, you featured all the big names in business, personal development. What's one of the episodes that you've done? Uh, you know, I, I watched your Tim Ferriss one today, you know, like, is there just one entrepreneur or one person that was just kind of like, wow, like this just really fascinating me. Like, you know, you've, you've featured so many people. So I'm just curious if you've had one that was really above and beyond. So, I mean, I've learned from all of them. If I haven't learned from it, I don't post it. And so yeah. there, there's a whole bunch of people that we've never posted because I haven't learned something from them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a starting point. Second, I love trying to learn from people who I don't agree with or who I don't think I'm going to learn something from and just mm -hmm. challenge myself to try to learn from them. Yeah. Uh, so some I come in with high expectations, you know, so if it's Tim Ferriss or Tom Bilyeu or people who I know and, and, you know, love their stuff, I come in with high expectations. I never expect Tom to come in and suck, yeah. right? I never expect to do a top 10 on Tom and not learn something. Because I know Tom, I mean, I've met Tom, we, you know, we, I don't know, we're not buddy buddies, but yeah. um, I, I always expect greatness from what he creates. Mm -hmm. um, I'm most surprised by people who I have a different opinion of, and then they shock me with what they say. So an example would be Denzel Washington. Oh, wow. Uh, now, I mean, I know Denzel Washington from his movies and great actor and We've done a lot of actors and, and they've been really hard. Actors are the hardest group, I think, to create a video on yeah. because uh, most of their interviews, they're being interviewed by entertainment magazines and it's, it's, not, it's not educational. And, and a lot of the interviews are drama focused or just talking about the movie that they're coming up with. So we've, we've struggled a lot with, with actors. So we did Denzel Washington and I kind of lumped him into, okay, another actor, okay, let's try to make it work. How can we find it? Um, but Denzel is insane. Denzel Washington, if, if he wasn't, um, so his backup career path was being a preacher. Oh, wow. If, if he didn't make it as an actor, he wanted to be a preacher. Huh. And so he's got all these videos of him coaching kids and giving these speeches. And he's just, he's fire. Like he'd be a great preacher or motivational speaker, you yeah. know? And so like, I was blown away. Like, man, I love Denzel. This is awesome. Uh, and so, so that, that was an awesome surprise. And then I also get introduced to people who I've never heard of. You know, I'm a pretty ignorant person. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know most things about most things. So I'm fortunate in that my audience says, hey, can you do a video on Naveen Jain, you know, who I'd never heard of, or Priyanka Chopra, who I've never heard of, and say, okay, yeah, let, I'll go look them up. Yeah. And then it's like, man, these people have awesome content, right? Yeah. So I, I love being surprised. I love being taken down these rabbit trails with people um and and every now and then you get some that really pop no that's awesome no i think that uh yeah there's, there's just such a vast majority and that's what i love about doing this podcast to connect with people like yourself and just like all these just really interesting people with inspiring diverse stories you know it's, it's just really uh you know uh, super philosophical to be a part of um i'm just curious looking at your uh media empire that you built here. I'm just kind of curious. I don't know how much you divulge about your, your ways of that you monetize, but I'm just curious, how have, how have you kind of structured your business? I always kind of have people share, like how do they kind of monetize on their um, different platforms and so on? So I think a starting point for anybody would be advertising. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube is the easiest one because they have a built-in advertising platform. Podcast is harder. I mean, you launch a podcast, nobody's listening at the beginning and there's no sales force for you. So 
as you start building up a fan base, then you can sell ads against it. And the easiest spot is look at who's already advertising other podcasts and say, hey, you want to give me a shot? I have the same audience. We talk about personal development, XYZ. I got entrepreneurs listening in. So if they're advertising on Tom's, maybe they'll advertise on yours, right? That's the easiest first step, especially with people who are um, already in the game. I, I would much rather target somebody who's already uh, understands the value of advertising on a podcast yeah. than you try to convince somebody, hey, you should advertise on my podcast, right? Like, yeah. And they say, what's a podcast? Like, yeah. don't, <laughs> not worth the time, right? Like, you may get them, but it's just 100 times harder compared to somebody who is already in it. Yeah. So advertising is the easiest starting point. YouTube makes it a lot easier. Um, you know, Google takes 30% as a, as a finder's fee for it, but you don't have to do any selling. Right. If you're doing something else, then you have to do some of your own selling. Um, so that's an easy foundation point. From there, it's coming up with your own products, come up with your own services. Uh, most of the stuff that I do is free because I'm trying to build a brand. Yeah. Uh, that leads to book deals. That leads to speaking gigs. That leads to having an audience that when you have attention, people want to do business with you. Yeah. Um, I haven't monetized my audience nearly as much as I could. We were talking about on the drive to New York. Uh, I only like recommending products that I actually use. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the companies that come in and approach me say, hey, Evan, will you promote our XYZ? Yeah. It's like, maybe, but I have to use it. Right, yeah. Right? Like you're using the Blue Yeti microphone. I used to use that for like four years mm. in, my, in my studio when I was making videos before I, I bought the like $3,000 microphone or upgrade, whatever. Right. But <laughs> if, if Blue Yeti wanted to do something, be like, yeah. Because I've used it and it's a, it's a kick-ass microphone. Yeah. But for me, I don't want to recommend like whatever headset you're using. Right. I wouldn't recommend it unless I was actually using it. For sure. So that's, that's my own problem. You know, like I, I, it's a good news, but it's also bad in that I lose a lot of business because I'm not willing to talk about stuff that I haven't had personal experience with. Right. But like Gary says, it's, it's about the long game, you know, like you're just adding massive value. And, and when people see that you're someone of, of integrity, they, they are going to take your recommendations even stronger when you do recommend them instead of just, you know, being a, someone who's always recommending and promoting everything. So that's awesome. Um, yes. And that's the strategy side, but even if it was poor strategy, I would still do it. Right. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel right. Like I, I just would not want to recommend something that I'm not, I don't have a connection to. So like I just had Chase Jarvis on my Instagram yeah, live, he's promoting his book. And like, I have the book and I'm reading the book and, and I love Chase, yeah. right? So that's what I want. It just makes me feel good as a human. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, even I, if it didn't work, even if the strategy was wrong, even if it's like, man, that's the stupidest strategy ever. I don't care because it makes me feel good as a human. Right. No, I totally, totally get it. Um, so you're using mostly the YouTube ads for monetizing your, your following and your business and so on. That's like the main, you say revenue stream? Uh, no, but that's a good, that's the main starting point for most people. Gotcha. Uh, I'm a, probably a little different scenario because a lot of the content that I use is a, I, I mash up, I DJ a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm in it, but we're also pulling from, from Tom's channel and Chase's channel and other people. Right. Um, a lot of times I, I don't even monetize those. I'm not even, even able to monetize those because oh, right. other people will monetize it, right? Like the people whose videos are from, they monetize the content. Gotcha. Um, but that's a weird model. It's not what most people do. Like when you're creating your podcast or your show, if this goes to YouTube, it's all 
it's all you know uniquely yours content right. um, I'm not gonna come and claim your channel and say hey man that's my content I'm in it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's just the easiest starting point and if somebody's trying to figure out you know monetization from the beginning and it's advertising uh, a good a good place to look at is look at Google AdWords mm -hmm. and then see where people are spending money uh, so I did a video where I looked at the recipe industry as an example mm -hmm. and I forget what the variation was, but it was something like 700% difference between a high paying keyword and a low paying keyword. Wow. So like recipes alone would only pay you like 13 cents for every thousand views or something. And there were some really bad keywords like uh, Rachel Ray recipes paid you like three cents for every thousand views. So like you think you're doing all this work yeah. and you're making three cents for every thousand people who see it. But then if you did Martha Stewart recipes, it jumps to like $10 or something like that, like some crazy, like the Delta is insane. Yeah. Now, you may not be able to talk about Martha Stewart recipes, but maybe you can, like maybe you can say, here are my five favorite Martha Stewart recipes. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna pay you $10 for a thousand views versus three cents, yeah. right? It's just maybe may worth putting into your content, right? Yeah. And so being, that's where like you leave with the heart, I love making recipe videos. And then use your head to figure out, okay, I'm gonna make recipe videos, how do I make money doing it? Yeah. Can I say something about Martha Stewart recipes, right? Yeah. Well, what, what do you think has been the biggest, uh, I guess, differential between your channel and somebody else's that's really kind of put you on, a, on such a massive successful scale there? Like, is it just like the, the content that you're doing, the branding, the, the hustle that you're putting behind it? Like what, what, I'm sure it's all of it combined, but is there a few things that you would kind of point people to? There would be two things that I would pick. Oh, what are you drinking? Is that lemon water? What is, what's in there? Yeah, man, I have my, That's sick. it's lemon with um, apple cider vinegar and a couple uh, uh, drops of uh, On Guard um, essential oil. Lemon, apple cider vinegar, and essential oils. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of awesome that, yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. It's great. Um, two things. So one, I would say the branding but not so much the branding from a marketing perspective the branding from a feeling perspective so everything i do is around belief mm -hmm. it's yeah. a positive message yeah. if i did a top 10 stupidest things donald trump said or top 10 worst moves hillary clinton made or or whatever right mm -hmm. uh i think my channel could actually grow a lot faster but it's not what I want to create. I want to create positivity, right? Even if you, I've done a top 10 on Hillary and on Trump. If you watch it, you're actually going to learn something, even if you hate that person, because it's all positive, right? And for some people, it's more difficult to find positive content than others, but that's the job that we do. And so there's the branding, right, of, of the, the emotions. Like, what's the emotion that you want people to feel? Out of every podcast you make, what do you want people to feel? Because if they just get something intellectually, it's not going to move the needle. But if they feel something, right. then it will. That's a great. So question. that consistency in the branding, uh, I think, is important. So people want to believe in themselves more. There's there's always a video every day. There's three to four videos across my channels that you can come and listen to. There's always something for you. Yeah. And then the second thing I think is the consistency. There's been a lot of people who I think are way better than me, way better than me, who who just haven't been as consistent. And then I pass them and it actually bothers me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Tony Robbins, team and I'm talking to a lot of the people who I think are way better speakers, have a, have a message they've been delivering for decades and they're just not doing it. Like if I have 2 million subscribers on YouTube, I think Tony should have 20. 
Right. I see. What but he's mean. got like half a million or something because they're, wow. they're not consistently putting out content. Right. Yeah. Like there's no way I should be four times bigger than Tony Roberts in my view. Right. I mean, and I love myself and I think I'm amazing, but I think there's people who, who've had decades of experience that are even better than me and I want them to win even harder. Yeah. Uh, but I'm making three videos a day and they're not. Gotcha. And so that combination of what's the emotion, having clarity over that emotion mm -hmm. and then consistently every day putting out the content. Well, I watched, I watched your series um, leading up to this about how to grow a YouTube channel and just things like mm. you're pointing out between your channel and Tom's, how Tom didn't always have the branding and the coloring and just even just simple things like that where people won't maybe recognize it's a video of his. Like just, just the, there's so many details and you do such a good job in, in teaching people how to do it. So, um, and obviously it, it works because you're living proof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And within a YouTube context, I mean, I really know my game. We've done over 1200 split tests wow. on our thumbnails and titles. And as of right now, we have over 100 split tests. I think we're at 137 right now of current tests that are happening on my channel. So wow. there's, there's always something happening. Uh, and that, those are tests that, I mean, that's how I can win without being as good because I'm, I'm good at the, the data analytics right. where other people may not be. Yeah. But that video talking about Tom, I think if you look at the comments on it, you'll see, you'll see Tom commented on that video and says thank you for the feedback yeah. or something like that no for sure right? for sure it's and that's fun. their strength too right like tom and all those guys they want to, tom especially is aggressively trying to get better yeah when i went to do an interview with him at his place we had we had an hour and a half or so together on our on our joint calendars and i told him listen i want to get the interview out of the way like as soon as like i want to cut the interview short because yeah. i want to spend time with you and your team fixing yeah. your youtube channel cool and i basically told him like here you suck and here you suck. He's like, I love this. Yeah. He's like, tell me I suck, but then like, tell me how to get better. Right. Like yeah. of all the guys, he's probably the most obsessed with, with constructive, you know, blunt in your face feedback to improve. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I know we just have a few minutes left here. I want to be kind of selfish here and ask you a, a personal advice. So I've been living in Asia for about nine years. Uh, I'm from Canada and I'm kind of at a place now where I want to make a decision. Do I want to stay here or move back? My three options are, I'm a university professor here. I've got a great lifestyle. I live on the beach. My contract is 14 hours a week and I have four months paid vacation. So it gives me a lot of time to do other projects and travel and go back home to visit. Um, that's so that's the bridge. Yeah, yeah, plus the bridge. A is the bridge. A you, don't, a, you, a you don't want, but A is the bridge to get to where you want. Yeah, and, and my apartment on the beach here is a fraction of what I was paying to living in English Bay. Um, you know. Yeah, 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 but that's all. That's all logic. Yeah, it's not heart. Yeah. So, so option A, stay here. Got a good, good deal. Stay here. Option two is I have two business ideas. One is going to be on piggybacking from the TEDx talk that I'm doing, and the other one is an e-com business of a product I found when I was in China actually, and I've got a, a, a warehouse there able to do just as much fulfillment is pot as needed. Um, so either start these two different businesses or randomly option three, after I heard David Goggins on your channel and everyone else this past summer, I started training with the Vancouver police department, uh, doing their boot camp and fitness routines. And I'm six foot seven, I'm 230 pounds. I played university. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm a bit, I'm a pretty big, healthy dude. Um, I'm your yeah. age as well to put it in context. I'm 39 years yeah. old. And option three is come back to Canada, reestablish my roots there and become a police officer. So okay. out of those three options, what do you think is the, I know you don't know me in my circumstances, but 
long term, yeah, which one kind of so, might so, spark, spark a plug for you? So first, you're looking great for 39. You got a lot more hair than I do. I got to start drinking water with with everything that you put in there. That's my uh, next like strategy. <laughs> or essential oils, oils apple cider vinegar. Yeah, I love it, dude. I'll send you some uh, links. Okay. So here's the thing. A option A is not the long term path for you. If you were still doing the same thing in 10 years, you would hate your life. Right. Still got one foot in the water and, and the comfort and the opportunities it provides you is amazing, uh -huh. but you know you don't want to be there long-term. That's the head safe, practical thing to do. Going to Asia and, and taking on the opportunity served you for that period of your life yeah. and, and, and it's run its course. And you're lucky that you can still do it and not absolutely hate it, at least yeah. for now. And it gives you the flexibility to go off and do other stuff. So even before you gave me option B and C, I said A is the bridge. A is the short-term bridge to get you to the next thing. Agreed. What is the next thing? Right? Yes? Right. The next thing, whether, whether it's your two ideas or the police officer, you won't know until you get in and you start doing it. Yeah. Like you have to just try it. You try it. And maybe it doesn't mean, maybe it's not the Vancouver police, or maybe you take you know, a month in the summer off and go do it or, or December break, go do some boot camp or, or try out for the Asian police force or something just to, just to get a taste, just to see, right. right? Like even what I'm doing right now, I'm doing a 90 day tour next year for my new book. Yeah. Why am I in New Jersey, New York right now? Because I'm testing the idea. I'm testing going with my dogs, doing a like, we're live streaming on YouTube right now, testing yeah. all of that gear to see how it works so that I can make a decision for January. Same thing for you. What's the four day version look like? Mm. And do you want to stretch it out? So like, here's what would happen. Like put, give yourself a week to try all three of them. Give yourself yeah. a week to do the e-com, a week to do the boot camp, and a week to do the other business venture idea that you have. Yeah. And what's going to happen is two of them you'll actually spend a week on. And one of them you'll just spend three weeks on, a month on. You'll just get engrossed in it. Like that's the one to go off the follow. All of them can work. Yeah. What's the best one for you? I don't know. You don't know either. That's you try, you do it. Yeah. And then you see. Yeah. That's a great tip, man. That's a great tip. I know that we're coming up here to the end. You've probably got another call to jump on in five minutes. So uh, guys, I'm going to have all the links in the show notes below. As you can hear, this guy just adds massive value. He's leading with his heart. And I love the message that you have with belief. You know, the, the thing that's struggling and holding people back the most is their own belief in themselves. So thanks for, uh, for all that you do for the world. And Look forward to connect on one of your other tours, man. Appreciate you, man. Good luck. Yes, sir. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care. Yeah.